0: Welcome to the Behavior Corner Podcast with Barb Roba. Barb created the Behavior Corner after almost two decades of working side by side with families to improve their children's behavior. This is a supportive place for parents to come together to learn how to manage powerful emotions, negative behavior choices, and the chaos that we experience along our parenting journeys. In the Behavior Corner, we share professional, practical, and positive parenting advice. These are the tools that will give you a strong foundation to make positive behavior changes in your children a reality. Get ready. This is going to be great.
1: Welcome to this edition of the Behavior Corner. Today on the corner, we are talking about those times in parenting where the battles that we have with our kids quickly turn into an all war. What? (laughs) If you have kids, then I know you have had some head-to-head battles before because our kids are striving for independence. We are striving for control. We have expectations of them. They have different ideas. And yes, arguments happen. So today we're going to be unraveling all of this to help give you a little bit more perspective on what might be going on with your kiddo and even yourself and how we can handle things when we start to see those very normal and low level battles escalating into that area of what I just named as war. So listen, I am not here to pretend that this has never happened to me because I'm gonna tell you, I have been there. My gosh, have I been there. I have done the battles. I have been in war with my kids. They start their stuff and their disrespect and I respond to that. I get louder, they get louder. Feelings sometimes get hurt and no one wins. At the end, truly no one wins. Someone may end up crying. Someone may express, I don't feel right inside. I feel very sad. I wish this didn't happen. Because when our kids and even ourselves, we become heated in the moment and words are said harsh tones are used, and it is a truly lose-lose situation. But what if we stopped ourselves? What if we stopped for just a minute and really thought to make a conscious choice to support our kids? in these very difficult moments, to help support them in processing their thoughts and feelings. What if we did that? What if indeed (laughs) it would help the thought of the war decrease? It would take the edge off of what was going on and it would cease the battles. Is this easy? Uh, no. (laughs) Is parenting easy? Not on your life. It takes a special person, And those are the special people I'm talking to today because you are spending the time listening to our weekly podcast because you believe in this stuff. You believe in your kids. So I know this is something that you are able to uphold as a parent to stop yourself and to use the steps I'm about to give you today to help stop those battles dead in their tracks before you meet up. The war. So listen, you probably know by now that all behavior has purpose. Everything you do, everything your kids do, everything I do has a driving force behind it. All of our choices have a reason. Why did I do the laundry today? The reason is, I want my clothes to be clean. Why did I yell at my oldest child from upstairs yesterday? Why did I use that yelling behavior? Because I heard that he was trying to pin his little brother up against the uh, fridge in order to get over to Alexa quickly. Yes. Yes my behavior had a purpose it had a reason so when your children are struggling i encourage you to number one put your detective hat on and try to figure out what is causing this behavior and i'm going to put a little side note in here there are primary emotions and secondary emotions. And when a child feels angry, you may see that anger on the surface, just like my son felt angry when his older brother was trying to keep him from Alexa. That we saw on the surface. But what's below that surface level anger? Frustration? Feeling small because he couldn't overpower his brother? feeling as though he didn't matter because he was already playing a song on Alexa and now he's told he couldn't. His opinion was completely disregarded. So were we dealing with an anger situation? Sure. But is there more to that? Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. So your job to help figure out the battles, is to wear that detective hat and think, how can I empathetically respond to what's going on? You feel frustrated right now. You really wanted to continue listening to your song. You didn't like it when your brother pushed his arm into you and you bumped into the fridge. Those are both examples of how to show empathy to your child who is struggling. You are acknowledging and naming their feelings. And you know what? When you can show empathy, it helps your child to just relax a little bit. It takes their high level of feelings, those strong feelings that they're dealing with when they're just about to enter that war phase and it helps take it down a notch or two because, whoa, someone is understanding me. I am not needing to stay in this fight mode because I have someone who's supporting me. And when you can see those walls starting to come down and the anger and frustration and that feeling, in my son's case, of feeling overpowered has decreased, you can then start with the problem-solving questions. I asked my son, what do you think would help this situation? And his response to me was, I don't want him in my space. He shouldn't have touched me. Okay, I agree with you. He should not have touched you. What should we do about that? Great, let's go tell him. Let's set that expectation again. <laughs> and all of you parents out there know It's not a one-and-done thing. When you're trying to correct a behavior, it takes multiple times. So off we go again to tell Big Brother the expectations. Keep your hands to yourself. So yes, we had behavior. We even had a few tears. We definitely had anger. But through the use of empathy and naming feelings and being there, For my son, who was going through this battle, I was able to keep him out of the war. I have a second way to help when your kids are in battle mode, whether it's with another sibling, as I just described, or if it's with you. I've been there. I already told you that. I have been there. So let's figure out. How to continue to keep them out of the war. So listen, we just talked about feelings. But have you ever said to your kids that all feelings are okay? And that they have permission to experience any feeling they want? This is important, guys. I have worked with my goodness, almost two decades now, thousands of kids, and when I am in a group of children and I ask this question, are all feelings okay, I get about a half-half response. Half of the students say, yep, every feeling's okay. The other half are really positive that they are not allowed to be mad. They are not allowed to be angry and it is not okay to be frustrated. It's very interesting to me as a mental health therapist because I work with kids on all sorts of feelings and never once have I, or will I say, oh, you feel angry? That is not okay. Stop being angry. That's not even reality guys, right? We don't control the feelings we have, the feelings come. What we do need to control and what we do need to teach our kids is what to do with those feelings. That's what matters. So all of these kids that I work with on a daily basis, I educate them and I say, all feelings are okay. Silly feelings, angry feelings, rage. I had a boy tell me, I rage and I know that's not okay. You know what? Rage is a very strong word. Let's talk about that. Tell me about that rage. What happens when that rage comes? And like I mentioned to you in step one, there are primary and secondary feelings and situations that go along with that rage. So let's get down to it, right? Back to number two your feelings are okay. No matter your feelings, it's okay. And you as the parent are there to deal with those feelings along with your children. And to work through what they're feeling in an empathetic way, and a safe, secure way, will be helpful to you. So I know a lot of kids fear having conversations with their parents because they're afraid they're going to get into trouble because they have these angry feelings or they feel like they're gonna lash out and it makes them uncomfortable. But if you can provide a secure time where you are 100% supportive and empathetic to how they're feeling, They're going to feel safer in communicating to you what they are feeling. Uh, This actually took my son a long time. A long time to get there. So this isn't going to happen overnight, guys. I don't expect it to happen overnight. But I want you to look for the times when your kids want to talk to you. What in the heck does that mean? (laughs) All right, listen. I have tried times that I thought my kids would be open to having a conversation with me about some tough stuff. And 90% of the time I had gotten it wrong. I was either shut down or we had tears or my child said, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I gave them space because I knew the more I pushed, the worse it was going to get. So when I was able to give time, what I found is that my child now comes back to me. So just last night at bedtime, which we know is not convenient, it doesn't matter though, my son says to me, I can tell you anything, Mom, right? And I won't get in trouble, right? Can I tell you something? He was really nervous. I could tell the way he was repeating himself. And, And I just said to him, yes, you know you can tell me anything, anything at all. And we will talk about it and I will listen. And if you want my help, I will help you. Now he's eight at the time of this recording, he is eight. And I was so proud of him. So in I go to his room and he told me about a situation he's struggling with, with kids at school. And we had like a 20 minute conversation and I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) There's a part of my brain thinking, oh my gosh, he's got to get to sleep. He's got school the next day. We got to end this conversation. But the bulk of my brain was saying, this is wonderful. He's trusting me with his feelings. And you know what? It reminded me of a phrase that I'm going to tell you right now that fits into this topic today. We had our conversation when, ready for it? The plane had landed. So here I am over here, you can't see me visually, but I have air quotes, when the plane landed. So not too long ago, one of my friends had said to me, I can't even talk to my daughter until the plane lands. And I looked at her like she had 10 heads. I said, what in the world are you talking about? And she said that that's the phrase she uses for when her daughter calms down. When the plane lands, she is ready to communicate and plan. And I really liked that because through my training, I've learned a lot about the brain. And do you know it takes the human brain close to 27 minutes to calm down when it becomes upset or when a traumatic situation happens or with an argument with someone in your family or your friends. 27 minutes for the brain to recover enough to be logical. So by the time my child bedtime came, the plane had definitely landed from his tough day at school, and we were able to connect because his brain was much more able to learn some of the um, solutions that we were bouncing back and forth. And by the time we were finished with our 20-minute conversation, we had a plan moving forward for the school day today because, one, he was ready Two, I had provided years of safe environment for him to come and talk to me. Three, he finally took me up on that (laughs) and it went well. I was supporting him, he gave me a hug. He had some tears, but it wasn't tears of sadness or frustration. It was tears that he knew he was being helped. It was truly worth the time put in with my son. So I encourage you, I highly encourage you to do that. So, so far, let's recap. We were talking about avoiding wars with your kids. Yes, the battles are going to happen. Let's stop it there before it comes out into a full-blown war. War And start by putting that detective hat on so that you can start unraveling what feelings may be going on with your kids. Those primary and secondary feelings and address those in an empathetic way to help decrease their heightened state. Also, number two, we talked about how all feelings are okay. And when you can provide a safe, secure, empathetic moment with your children on their time and when the plane lands, you are going to have a huge impact on helping your child get through this battle. Number three, check yourself. Check yourself and figure out what do you want your kids to learn When it comes time to regulate their emotions, when they're having a tough time, when their friends are giving them a tough time, when they're giving you a tough time, when it's time for chores, how do you want them to be able to regulate themselves? When you come up with an answer, take a look in the mirror. I might have lost you right now, so let me explain. When we can take a look in the mirror, I metaphorically mean, take a look at how you are processing stress. What are you showing your kids that they can do when they get frustrated and their emotions are on the rise? Because my friend, whatever you are doing in your life, they will do in their life. Are you yelling? Are you throwing things? Are you hitting things? I take these examples from real life families and their kids tell me that is how their parents deal when things are not going well. It's no surprise these are the same children that come to school and treat people poorly because they don't know how to manage when they have strong emotions. So what is it? that you want your child to be doing? Is it taking deep breaths? Is it walking away to take a break? Is it counting? Is it listening to music to help calm themselves down? Is it going outside to go for a run or ride their bike? Because we know that exercise helps calm our bodies. My friends, only you can decide what you want for your kids. And when you do, You have got to take that next step in being the model that they need to use those coping skills. They need you because where else are they going to learn that? YouTube? No. School? No. You. Take a look in the mirror. What are you showing your kids? Only you can answer that question. By the way, I have... Oodles. i am over, oh my gosh, hundreds of ways that kids can cope. Hundreds of ways. And when I work with parents, I encourage them just to start with like two to three, just to start getting an idea of what will work for their kids. But reach out to me, guys. Reach out to me. Let me know you want some ideas for coping. I have them. There's like easy peasy sending them out to you. <laughs> Um, you'll hear in our outro today, you can just email me. It's barb at behaviorcorner.com. B-A-R-B at behaviorcorner.com or find me on Facebook. I can be found really easily. I will totally get those coping ideas over to you. Um, as I'm talking about this one and telling you that this actually can be easy. Um, my words coming out, or it could be overwhelming for parents that really don't know where to start. So I got your back on that, man. I already have it started for you. So let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Number four, this is our last stop along the way. And this is really directed toward you as the parent. When your child starts battling with you, don't take it personally. I feel that when humans take battles or bad moods or frustrations from others um, personally, it creates that war that we're trying to avoid. So listen, you need to remember that big emotions are hard. They're hard for us adults and we're having a really tough time with our emotions. How do you think your kids are doing with tough emotions? Because their brains are still developing. Their brains will not be developed until they're in their 20s. Completely developed. So when you're, you're struggling with a big emotion, it's going to be very difficult for them to process that in a mature way like us adults are more able to do. So listen, because of this, it is 100% normal. Did you hear that? 100% normal for kids to take their emotions out on those that they love the most. Why? Because they feel comfortable with you. Because they know you will love them no matter what. And they know that you can process this with them. And they hopefully know that you'll be empathetic with them and provide them with support. Now, will it hurt your feelings when they take it out on you? Yes. But remind yourself that it is not a personal attack. Remind yourself that emotions are big and emotions are tough. And your child is still growing and developing. The good news? They have you. They have you to teach them what to do with their emotions. Now, when are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? Because in the moment of them yelling at you or attacking you because you are one of the closest people in their life and they're taking out their big, their big emotions on you because they don't know what else to do. When are you going to address this? not then. Outside of giving them a few empathetic statements and a hug, if they'll even accept a hug, you gotta let the plane land, my friends. Let them process through what is going on. Very short statements from you is best. I can see you're struggling right now. You look like you're angry. I'm here to help when you want help. Take, take some time right now. Watch a show. I know you're upset inside. I know you're upset. Do you want to go outside for a little while? Give them a few options, but don't overwhelm them because their brains are already processing a huge emotion here. So if we talk to them too much, It's going to continue to overwhelm them. So the examples I just gave you were because every child's different. So for my kids, for one of my kids, it would help them if I say, do you want a snack? And then you can just start calming down and I'll check in with you in a little bit. He would say yes to that. A snack to him is soothing. For one of my other kiddos, he would like to watch one of his shows in the series he's currently watching because it would help him Um, be redirected. His brain would be redirected through watching that show. Other kids would like to go outside. Please don't offer them tons of options. Brain can't handle that, right? But take those examples that I just shared with you as possible ideas for your kids. So my friends, when you can do these steps one through four, you will be able to have a more positive relationship with your kids. You will be able to teach them how to use empathy in their lives because they're going to see you be an empathetic person. You are going to teach them how to solve problems for themselves because you are walking them through solving problems. And just equally as important, you're going to be teaching them how to regulate their emotions, how to calm themselves until they are ready to problem solve. In this world, we need those skills to be as successful as possible. And my friends, you as the parents have the power to do it so exciting that you can do this for your kids and I just gave you four ways to do it don't forget please reach out to me if you want those coping ideas if I can make this any easier for you I totally will and until we meet again I encourage you to be empowered in your parenting and always being brilliant
0: thank you for joining us Please subscribe, rate, and review. Come and visit us on our other social media platforms, including our fan page found on Facebook, Behavior Corner LLC, and our amazing closed group where even more goodness happens at Raising Kids, behavior solutions that work. And of course, a shout out to Barb is always available at, barb at BehaviorCorner.com.